Welcome to day 352 of Shaped by the Word. And in a melancholy moment, we're coming to the end of our third season together. We've deeply enjoyed uh, reading Scripture, knowing that you're sharing in this moment with us, whether you're in a car or whether you're in the kitchen or whether you have your headphones on and are working in the yard. Uh, And it's a joy to know that the people of God are enjoying the Word of God together and being formed by Him. So this is our third season together, the story of the prophets, and the prophets are the wonderful bridge between the Old and the New Testament where God both declares His judgment on the nation of Israel in order to purify and restore her, but also the promise of the coming one that will bring peace and prosperity and shalom you know, to the people of Israel. So we continue uh, through Zechariah. We're in Zechariah 10 and 11 uh, today. And as we always do, we we recognize that uh, God's desire is to speak to us in a deeply personal way through His Word so that we might see Him, know Him, and respond to His grace. So before we read, we always pause to give ourselves fully to Him for Him to do His work in us by His Spirit through His Word. So, Matt, you mind praying for us before we read? Yeah, let's pray. Father, we thank you that you have spoken um, to us through your word, that you have revealed your heart and character to us. And, um, Father, that you continue to use uh, your word um, by your spirit to to accomplish your purposes in us. And and we ask as we spend time together uh, as your body in in your word that you would build us up in Christ Jesus. And, and Father, help us to... uh, to glorify you today. Uh, we thank you for this time. Uh, bless it. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Zechariah 10. Ask the Lord for rain in the springtime, and is the Lord who sends the thunderstorms. He gives showers of rain to all the people and plants of the field to everyone. The idle speak deceitfully, diviners see visions that lie. They tell dreams that are false. They give comfort in vain. Therefore, the people wander like sheep, oppressed for a lack of shepherd. My anger burns against the shepherds, and I'll punish the leaders, for the Lord Almighty will care for his flock, the people of Judah, and will make them like a proud horse in battle. From Judah will come the cornerstone, from him the tent peg, from him the battle bow, from him every leader. Together they will be like warriors in battle, trampling their enemy into the mud of the streets. They will fight because the Lord is with them, and they will put the enemy horsemen to shame. I will strengthen Judah to save the tribes of Joseph. I will restore them because I have compassion on them. They will be be as though I had not rejected them, for I am the Lord their God, and I will answer them. The Ephraimites will become like warriors, and their hearts will be glad as with wine. Their children will see it and be joyful. Their hearts will rejoice in the Lord. I will signal for them and gather them in. Surely I will redeem them. They will be as numerous as before. Though I scattered them among the peoples that in distant lands, they will remember me. They and their children will survive, and they will return. I'll bring them back from Egypt and gather them from Assyria. I'll bring them to Gilead and Lebanon, and there will not be room enough for them. They will pass through the sea of trouble, and surging sea will be subdued, and all the depths of the Nile will dry up. Assyria's pride will be brought down, and Egypt's scepter will pass away. I will strengthen them in the Lord, and in this name they will live securely, declares the Lord. Open your doors, Lebanon so that fire may devour your cedars. Well, you juniper, for the cedar has fallen, stately trees are ruined. Well, oaks of Bashan, and the dense forest has been cut down. Listen to the well of the shepherds, or rich pastures are destroyed. Listen to the roar of the lions, the lush thickets of the Jordan is ruined. This is what the Lord Almighty says. 
Sever the flock marked for slaughter. Their buyers slaughter them and go unpunished. Those who sell them say, Praise the Lord, I'm rich. Their own shepherds do not spare them, for I'll no longer have pity on the people of the land, declares the Lord. I'll give everyone into the hand of their neighbors and their king. They will devastate the land, and I'll not rescue anyone from their hands. So I shepherded the flock marked for slaughter, particularly the oppressed of the flock. Then I took two staffs, called one favor and the other union, and I shepherded the flock. In one month, I got rid of the three shepherds. The flock detested me, and I grew weary of them and said, I will not be your shepherd. Let the dying die and the perishing perish. Let those who are left eat one another's flesh. Then I took my staff called favor and broke it, revoking the covenant I made with all the nations. It was revoked on that day, and so the oppressed of the flock who were watching me knew it was the word of the Lord. I told them, if you think it best, give me the pay, but if not, keep it. So they paid me 30 pieces of silver. And the Lord said to me, throw it to the potter, the handsome price at which they valued me. So I took the 30 pieces of silver and threw them to the potter at the house of the Lord. Then I broke my second staff called Union, breaking the family bond between Judah and Israel. Then the Lord said to me, Take again the equipment of a foolish shepherd, for I'm going to raise up a shepherd over the land who will not care for the lost or seek the young or heal the injured or feed the healthy, but will eat of the meat of the choice sheep, tearing off their hooves. Woe to that worthless shepherd who deserts a flock. May the sword strike his arm and his right eye. May his arm be completely withered, his right eye totally blind. That's an interesting phrase. May it strike, you know, both his his right arm and his right eye, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the source of his vision and the source of his power. And, of course, you have a theme that you've had through the prophets uh, that part of the sad story of Israel or those who were to shepherd them uh, you know, cared more for themselves, more for their comfort than they did for the people of God. And that's why uh, we're promised in Scripture that God will raise up a king after his own heart who will care for the sheep. Mm-hmm. And, of course, every time you see that, it's not only him raising up a shepherd, but his desire to be our shepherd and to be among us. And there's so much in these <laughs> passages that, you know, maybe the one of the first things that um, kind of drew my attention in chapter 10 was just that that kind of second Exodus imagery that you see in verse, starting in verse 8, uh, following kind of the end of the chapter. But I mean, you get God saying, though I scatter the people in distant lands, they'll remember me, their children will survive, and they will return. I'll bring them back from Egypt. You gather them from Assyria, and he keeps going. They'll pass through the sea of trouble. Just those images, you know, recalling that first exodus, but then a promise of a second and a greater exodus. You know, and, and we see that all throughout Scripture, talking about just the story of Scripture and um, even the story of the prophets, you know, that the imagery of God gathering his people again, returning them, you know, passing through into a greater salvation. You know, mm-hmm. Obviously, for us, we, we look at that and see, man, that's fulfilled in Jesus. But those images, you know, providing hope um, it is fun to see. Well, the promises are, you know, largely to the tribe of Judah. Uh, there's an interesting, you know, uh, the interesting uh, use of both Egypt and Assyria as, mm-hmm. as the larger enemies of Israel. Of course, Egypt, uh, the one that, you know, bound Israel in slavery, and Assyria, the one that wiped out, uh, you know, those northern tribes uh, so that they're almost devastated. So bringing them back from Assyria is more than just gathering a few people. It's actually restoring 
a people that have been destroyed and, and restoring a people that have been scattered and, and not only scattered, they're, they're, they've lost any sense of family line or any sense of, you know, tied to Israel. And, and so the miracle is a really grand miracle of bringing, you know, life from death and restoring a defeated nation in an incredible way. And yeah, and he's bringing them back. He's restoring them as their shepherd, as the good shepherd. And, you know, what what a powerful image when you get to Jesus saying that he's the good shepherd. And, um, and then, of course, from where we sit, we see just this gradual unfolding of God as a shepherd and through Christ. And, um, and so I just, I'm struck by um, verse four, when, when, you know, God's describing these, these shepherds and he's saying, those who sell them say, praise the Lord, I'm rich. And these are the shepherds who are just caring for themselves. And I mean, I'm just thinking like, wow, how would that be for the Lord when he hears us say, praise the Lord, and then fill in the blank of something that is just all about us. Like, that's not, that's, I don't know. I, I just feel like that's um, so sad that we do that. We are guilty of that. We say, praise the Lord. And then it's, it has nothing to do with the Lord. It has everything to do with us. And, um, but it's just really, uh, it just shows our hearts. And, and I say are because we're so guilty of this so often. No, there, there's no doubt that we all have, you know, we all have this you know, in us in our humanity to be more concerned for ourselves than we are for our neighbor to be, you know, more concerned for our comfort than we are for those who have, you know, not heard the gospel and uh, that we can, you know, quietly retreat into our worship and think all is right with the world when, and when not everything is right, you know, with us, mm-hmm. you know, as well. So it's always when we read this, we not only see, you know, the past history of Israel, but we, we, we look, as James told us, into a mirror and we see a lot of ourselves and our own, mm-hmm. you know, own tendencies. Even in verse 7, you know, he, we get to see the heart of, of the Lord as shepherd. I shepherded the flock marked for slaughter, particularly the oppressed of the flock. And so his deep concern for the marginalized and, and the outsider and, and even contrasting that, you know, with the, the with verse 16, you know, he, he does, I'll raise up a shepherd, a land who will not care for the lost, seek the young, heal the injured, feed the healthy, but will eat the meat of the, the choice sheep, tearing off their hooves. It's like if you want to know Jesus is the opposite of all that, you know, as I was kind of reading uh-huh. that, is he's the one that is not like these shepherds that we see here that failed, but he's the one that does care for the lost, even goes after them, mm-hmm. seeks the young, heals the injured, feeds, um, and, and the one that, that brings the choicest of, of things to yeah. us. To the sheep, and so, and, and if you capture the storyline of this chapter, it's you know God saying, "I will shepherd my people," and yet my people rejected me. Mm-hmm. And they said, "You know, pay me the price that you think I'm worth. What is the value that you would place on me?" And of course, you have the thirty pieces of silver, mm-hmm. which you know would be the price of a, you know, an exorbitant price, but really a price of a common you know slave. And of course, the price that was put on Joseph and the price that was put on Jesus, you know, as well. And, and not only that, whenever the Lord sees the price, he says, just throw that, you know, to the potter and to a potter's field. And of course, that is fulfilled in Jesus, mm-hmm. you know, where the 30 pieces were offered to Judas. And whenever the money was returned, uh, it was thrown to a potter, 
you know, for the potter's field outside of the city of Temple because they didn't want it outside of the temple because they didn't want to take it. So you have a incredible illusion here. In the last chapter, we had you know the yeah. uh, the illusion of the king coming into Jerusalem, but here we have the illusion of the king being rejected by Jerusalem. The very sheep, you know, those who are yeah. you know those who are exploited and those who are oppressed. I gave myself to them, and then they. You know, turned on me. Mm-hmm. So it is a you know it is a picture, again, you know, as Katie was talking about earlier, of, of our heart. Mm-hmm. And I I I might be getting this wrong, but in verse eleven, when he says the oppressed of the flock who were watching me knew it was the word of the Lord, it reminds me of when Jesus in John is saying, "My sheep know my voice." Like they they know and recognize the word of the Lord. Or or even throughout the Gospels where those that respond to Jesus' message are the marginalized, the poor, mm-hmm. uh, you know, those that are on the fringes of society. And, and here you, you, you see that as well. And, of course, you see God judging the people by giving them the kind of shepherd, mm-hmm. you know, that, uh, you know that, that they've both wanted and deserved. And, of course, in the end, it's not for their good. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it's for their undoing. And it's a constant reminder of Israel that he, you know, that he gives the leaders we deserve and we long for and our lack of faithfulness, you know, bring, you know, bring on us. Heavenly Father, we thank you uh, for your desire to shepherd the oppressed and the brokenhearted. And Father, we, we number ourselves among those who, who are indeed far from you and who need to hear your voice and need to value as our shepherd rather than trading you for a mere 30 pieces of silver. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your desire. Thank you that eventually, even in all of our foolishness, you and your sovereignty will accomplish your purposes to restore your people and to be a king over them who has a heart for the sheep. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen. Amen.